0: New Orleans Saints hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Halloween Day. It's spooky season and it's crossover season here on Crossover Thursday. David Harrison locked on Bucks, Ross Jackson locked on Saints. Let's get it. You are
1: Locked On Buccaneers, your daily
2: Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team
0: every day. What's going on, everybody? It is Thursday here across the Locked On Podcast Network. That means it is crossover Thursday. David Harrison, Locked On Bucks, myself, Ross Jackson, Locked On Saints. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of the day, every day. Don't forget that we're here and available for you free and on all platforms, including Locked On Bucks and Locked On Saints on youtube as well today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at mcdonald's proudly serving community since 1965 mcdonald's has always been more than just a place to grab a tasty affordable meal it is a unofficial community center and a big thank you to our friends over at mcdonald's for always being there we're loving it and we are loving this crossover uh david it is great to see you here again this time representing those tampa bay buccaneers how are you buddy
2: I'm doing great, man. Yeah, this is gonna be a little bit more in the normal, the normal stream of things. Like, like I said, last time we talked, usually when I talk to you on camera, I'm, I'm thinking right. Buccaneers, and, and that's just kind of the, the force <laughs> of habit. But, uh, you know, we got one game in, in the bag, we got this one now, and then we've got another one coming up. And if, uh, if the stars align, we'll have another one coming in January.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Who's to say that it won't happen again, right? So many opportunities for us to be able to connect and always love it. We're going to go ahead and break down uh, some of the biggest stories to hear in our, to get us started. Then we're going to take a look at key matchups to watch keys to victory. And then of course, make our picks here at the end of the day. So let's start off with the biggest stories. Let's start with those Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to the New Orleans Saints, the Caesars Superdome on Halloween day. What's the biggest story centering around Tampa Bay right now that Saints fans, Bucks fans need to know before this matchup?
2: Well, the biggest storyline surrounding the Buccaneers fan base is Jameis Winston, of course. And that's uh, as long as he's the Saints quarterback, that's going to be a thing. But (laughs) my biggest storyline for this for this game is the injured secondary there in in Tampa that Todd Bowles and the Buccaneers defense are going to be bringing in because that's going to be the biggest contributing factor to this game. And of course, it also ties in Jameis Winston, which is a hot button topic among both fan bases, really. Mm -hmm. Um, Look, Carlton Davis, the third Sean Murphy Bunting, both still on IR. Those are your top two cornerbacks for this team. Returning from the Super Bowl team, Jamel Dean is healthy, active, uh, healthy ish. He's still injured, full mm. participant in practice. So he'll, he's going to be on the field unless there's something uh, dramatic that happens in practices. But then Richard sure. Sherman, who's brought in as an emergency pinch hitter, has a am- hamstring injury that held him out uh, last weekend. He became Coach Sherman for for a weekend due to COVID <laughs> right. um, and their actual cornerback coach being out. But he was a limited participant, so he may or may not be able to go. And. To be quite honestly, last time Richard Sherman was on the field, he looked like a veteran player that hadn't played in a while and wasn't really suited for a man cover system. But, you know, you, you, you kind of lean on that veteran experience. Dee Delaney, who was a starter last week, is a, a DNP on Wednesday with an ankle injury. Uh, Ross, I, I, I stuttered when I said Ross because one of three cornerbacks on this team that are not on some sort of injury report, Ross Cockrell is one of them, this year <laughs> And Rashard Robinson, by the way, Robinson doesn't even have a jersey number
0: right now wow. like they're
2: running out of jersey numbers in tampa for cornerbacks so it, it should and there's none on the on the practice squad because and, all and of tom them they Brady won't stashed. let them
0: have a single number that's no, not going to be a thing tom brady's not going to yeah. confuse them in practice it'll be too hard to figure out who to block it's a whole thing
2: yeah absolutely I mean, and like the every every corner that they had stashed on the practice squad they've had to bring up because of these injuries and then plus some you know bring guys off the streets and i mean Unlike our friends at McDonald's who never run out of French fries, the Buccaneers <laughs> may be running out of corners. And, you know, while the, the Saints haven't been past happy and past crazy, of course, it's definitely something that, you know, Sean Payton and his staff are going to be aware of. James Winston is going to be aware of because, I mean, you have some speed on that roster and, you know, I don't know, make these guys run a little a few gassers. And if you can do enough on defense to, to keep the Buccaneers scoring down a little bit, you might be able to catch them, catch them short on a couple.
0: Yeah, and that's going to be the big thing here for the Saints is going to be pace, but we'll talk about that more in a little bit. That's sort of the biggest story for the New Orleans Saints going into this one, because you talk about the uh, secondary for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the Saints. It's where are they going to find the players to attack that secondary to attack that sort of weakened defense, if you will. I mean, as weak as that Buccaneers defense can be, at least. The Saints did go out. They traded today on Wednesday for Mark Ingram, bringing Mark Ingram back, putting Boom and Zoom back together again. I'm sure Alvin Kamara is very happy about that because Alvin Kamara right now, second in the NFL behind only Derrick Henry when it comes to touches per game. The guy has been getting a ton of work. And look, he's been very productive in doing that over 170 total yards in this last matchup, this win on Monday night against the Seattle Seahawks. But he's a running back. You don't want to Overload him too much on those carries, those touches, those big hits that he could take. The guy even was recovering or not recovering, excuse me, returning punts a couple of weeks ago as well against the Washington football team. Took a huge hit there. He said it was the biggest hit he'd ever taken as a pro. He got cleaned up on that one. And so I I think that, you know, bringing Mark Ingram back gives you the opportunity to be able to use Mark Ingram in the backfield a little bit more. After Tony Jones Jr. was injured, the Saints just haven't been comfortable with anybody that's been in the backfield. They, you know, brought back Divina Zigbo. He got Two touches in a row, and that was it up Mm -hmm. against Seattle. They signed Lamar Miller to the practice squad, but Lamar Miller hasn't seen action for quite some time. So they go back to Houston this time, though, and then they bring back Mark Ingram, who I think will very likely be on the field. As you and I were talking before we started recording, he's already been COVID tested. He's cleared. He should be good. And he, of course, knows the scheme, knows the zone run scheme, all of it. So he should immediately be a contributor. Uh, Now that Mark Ingram's back, you might see the Saints run a flea flicker or two as well because Mark Ingram loves him some flea flickers. And I expect yep. the Saints to try to pull out a lot of stops here up against the Tampa Bay Bucks, But who does that ball go to from Jameis Winston's hand in the passing game to be able to take advantage of that secondary? That's the other big story. The Saints don't have a lot of reliable receiving options the, on the, the Wednesday practice report for the New Orleans Saints is yeah, kind of helpful, kind of not because of the fact that it's estimated since they had the Monday night practice. They didn't or excuse me, the Monday night game. They didn't practice on Wednesday. And they'll practice more on Thursday, Friday, and then also do a, a heavier practice on Saturday to get a better idea of where all those players are. So you take the estimated practice list with a game with a, a sort of grain of salt. But, you know, Andres Pete is out for the season. Will Lutz is out for the season. They've been they've replacing with undrafted free agent Brian Johnson, who saw his not that Brian Johnson, not ACD Brian, ACDC Brian Johnson, the other one. Uh, you know, he gets his first action last week and sinks a couple of field goals. But from 33 and 20 yards, eh, what do you really take from that? So, you know, there's a lot of big stories heading into this one, and I think a lot of them are going to impact this game for sure, especially as we move ahead here to talk a little bit about key matchups in this one as we continue on with this crossover Thursday. David Harrison, Locked on Bucks, myself, Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints.
2: Yeah, Ross, it's it's hard to tell where the Buccaneers are going to get more secondary help if they need it. It's hard to tell where Jameis Winston is going to get more receiving help uh, until they can find more, until Michael Thomas at least can return and, Mm and get some other things figured out. But you know what? If Todd Bowles needs a needs a, a, a tasty meal at an affordable price or Jameis Winston needs to go cry about his lack of targets over, over a nice, sweet, delicious treat, I, I then am. go get themselves some food or a McFlurry at McDonald's, of course, because this Crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by McDonald's, probably serving communities like Ross said since 1965, and it's always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where family and friends and the community can come together or a place where classmates can meet for a study group, knowing they're gonna have that dependable Wi-Fi and the endless supplies of fries and McFlurries. Who doesn't like a McFlurry? I love McFlurries. And I remember I Ross, McFlurs. I was actually in a professional development course and we had group projects that we had to work on. And nobody wants to do that in the classroom. Nobody wants to do that in the in the, in the in the educational environment. You wanna be able to relax a little bit. So we actually would we would hit up a local mcdonald's out there we would hit up that wi-fi you got drinks you got food and you got a bathroom all co-located if you need it and you have a comfortable environment to do it they're never going to kick you out it's not like they're waiting on you to clear the table they're going to let you do what you need to do we always appreciated them for doing that for allowing that for us and here on the lots on podcast network we want to give a big thanks to our friends over at mcdonald's for always being there we loved it back then i'm loving it now this episode also brought to you by our friends over at rockauto.com with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models. It's literally impossible for your local chain store or your dealership to carry all the parts you're ever going to need. Plus, you're going to spend 30, 50, maybe even 100% more for the same parts at that car store or the car dealership than you will at rockauto.com. If you have a computer or access to a computer, you have access to rockauto.com, whether it's in your home, your office or in your pocket rock auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years and they have everything you could possibly need including brake parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com thanks again saints fans bucks fans for making the locked on podcast network your first listen or view of the day David Harrison Ross Jackson host of the Locked On Bucks Locked On Saints podcast on this crossover Thursday talking about this NFC South divisional matchup between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers Ross Jackson and the <laughs> NFC South champion <laughs> New Orleans Saints uh, we're going to talk key matchups here Ross so as as the Saints I mean it's it's almost like weakness first to weakness right it's like if you're going to be the Buccaneers with the banged up secondary this is the season the week oh, to yeah. face the Saints offense because Pretty much every other season that they've been going at it in this division, this would be a, a horrible situation. Uh, But what matchup specifically are you looking at between these two teams that you think is going to help dictate who wins this game?
0: Yeah, look, I, I think some of it comes down to health, right? It, that's a, it's going to be a big part of it. Uh Deontay Harris, Taysom Hill—if those guys are healthy, then all of a sudden, maybe as a Saints fan, you're feeling a little bit more comfortable about being able to attack that week in secondary. But in any case, I think that Alvin Kamara is still the vessel through which this offense runs, and so I'll say. Alvin Kamara versus the Tampa defense. I mean, you can't really point out one particular player, although uh, uh, Alvin Kamara versus Levante David, Alvin Kamara versus Devin White, always a ton of fun to watch. But when it comes down to it, they're going to use Alvin Kamara in a bunch of different ways. He's going to run between the tackles. He's going to be somebody that's running routes out of the backfield. He's going to run the routes out of the slot out wide. I mean, he's going to be all over the place. So it really is Alvin Kamara versus that Tampa defense. So even if you knock down some of his touches, Do you still get the production out of him in the passing game, in the run game? You're still going to need all of that. Even if you do start to mix in Mark Ingram a little bit more and everything and get him involved after this trade. And speaking of, I just want to remind everybody about the trade deadline show on Tuesday, November 2nd as well, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. That'll be going on over on Locked on NFL. But it is a huge, huge uh, benefit for the Saints to have a player like Alvin Kamara But is he really going to be able to rise to the occasion yet again a second week in a row after getting a career? There's only a second career game in which he's had more than 30 touches in a single game. Is he going to be able to come off of that on a short week? And then have that fantastic game again against another very physical defense. That's a huge matchup for New Orleans. What about one that you're watching for over in Tampa?
2: Yeah, Ross, it's interesting that you bring up Alvin Kamara on the Tampa side of things. I've actually got two listed here. And I was kind of like, well, if you talk about the wide receivers in New Orleans and I'll go the other way. If you talk about the running back in, in New Orleans, I'll go the other You talked about them both. So I'm going to talk about them both. Traquan <laughs> Smith and and that relationship with Jameis Winston. Look, I don't want to make too much out of out of small stuff. And I'm sure they're professionals their teammates, you know, they're, they're just, you know, soldiers trying to fight for a victory and, and all that stuff. But that exchange on the sideline oh, yeah. on Monday night was interesting. And it's not the first time I've seen Jameis Winston get into it like that with one of his teammates. And it's not always so buddy, buddy afterwards. So I'm interested uh, to say, I mean, even after that, Jameis went to Traquan, I think at least a couple of times, if not more than that after. So, I mean, kind of showing him like, Hey dude, like, you know, at the end of the day, we need, we just need to point ourselves in the same direction. Then Deontay Harris and that hamstring in- injury, like you said, against a depleted, Buccaneers secondary, you want to try to hammer that weakness as much as you can. But I mean, if, if you if you don't have the tools to do it, then you don't have the tools to do it. So for the Buccaneers side, I'm looking at Leonard Fournette, um, you know, so mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting. We're in a passing in a passing league passing times. And you got Tom Brady on one side of this match. We've had Drew Brees for so many years. Now you got Jameis Winston, the gunslinger with a cannon for an arm. And we're talking about running backs here. Yeah, But look, Leonard Fournette has has been, been balling out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the ground and a little bit in the in the passing game, similar to Alvin Kamara, just not similar styles, right? Obviously, Leonard sure. Fournette is more ground and pound. Alvin Kamara has a little bit of that, but he also has the, the ability to kind of stylize it a little bit. Uh, but Leonard Fournette in the last four games, three times out of the last four games, four and a half yards per carry average against opposing defenses has really come up clutch for this offense to one, not only allowed to take some pressure off of Tom Brady, not allow defenses to get in to kind of pin your ear back, pin your ears back, and kind of come after him. You don't want to get your forty-four year old quarterback hurt right. uh, or you know or hit even as many times as possible. And then also you're keeping that depleted secondary off the field as you're bleeding the clock, running the ball, uh, and not for nothing, but it's also kind of kicked up another gear on Ronald Jones. So Ronald Jones, the the previous starter, RB one, if you want to call him that for Tampa Bay, uh, through some missed blitz pickups, some fumbles, some drop passes has kind of lost that job, and now he's really RB 2A, 2B to Gio Bernard, who is also, you know, the third down back there. Um, but when Rojo is on the field right now, I mean, that man is running with a mission. Like, he's out there running, trying to show this coaching staff that he needs to be on the field more, and that's what you want to see after a guy who loses, you know, out of a guy who loses his starting job. So, really, it's, it starts with Leonard Fournette, but on top of that, it's how this Buccaneers run, uh, run offense can do against the Saints- rush defense I know I think is getting David Onyemata back, right? I think this Mm -hmm. week uh, he's supposed to come back so that's going to be huge and you know I love me some David Onyemata wanted him in Tampa but New Orleans did the smart thing surprise, surprise uh, and brought him back but I think that's going to be a huge part of this game because again the more you control the clock the more you force Sean Payton's hand in making Jameis Winston throw the ball and look, I love me some Jameis. You're going to get a lot of exciting plays and some deep passes and, and and all that stuff, but you also are going to get the opportunities for turnovers. And as banged up as this defensive has been, they've still been very opportunistic.
0: Listen, I'm not going to sit here and overplay Jameis Winston, but I, this is this is the seventh crossover that I've done now. And this, this <laughs> would be the seventh time now that someone has said, well, you know, you're going to get all these plays from him, but you're going to get these turnovers. And I haven't yeah. seen it. I'm sorry. I just have not seen That's it. True. Yes, he had. He had two turnovers up against uh, Washington early. He had mm-hmm. the two interceptions that he threw against the uh, uh against the Carolina Panthers. So maybe the division thing and this is going to be one of those games where like tensions are high. Maybe that kind of stuff does get to you, but man I keep hearing it, but I ain't seeing it so far. Hey, but I, I was telling say.
2: you uh, before we recorded, this is the best Jameis Winston I've seen in his career. And, and being, uh, you know, everybody look, I'm, I'm so bad at this. Look right here, right? <laughs> I know Jameis Winston. I, one of your listeners told me on Twitter before the the game that I don't know Jameis Winston. Look, guys. I know Jameis Winston, yeah. Okay, uh, <laughs> but this is the best I have seen of Jameis Winston. And granted, you know, part of that is because Sean Payton is keeping the throws down, right? Not,
0: right. not relying yeah, on sure. him. And that yeah. was kind of always part of the problem. Tampa fifty or you know, so attempts only so yeah. far in the season.
2: Part of the problem in Tampa was it was, all right, Jameis, go lead our offense. It's mm-hmm. all on you. And, you know, you got Mike Evans and all that stuff, and that's great. But we're not going to give you these other weapons and these other abilities, these other wrinkles to our offense. But Sean Payton has done that, obviously, with Alvin Kamara and everything else. And now Marking Group.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I want to shout out both of these run defenses, by the way. We're talking about the running backs on either side and their matchup against the defenses. The Saints right now, number one in the NFL in terms of yards per carry allowed on the ground, 3.3 yards. Tampa, not very far behind, 3.7 third in the NFL. It's very hard to run against these teams. So on the offensive side, it's going to come down to who is able to produce in the passing game. We're going to talk about keys to victory as we continue on here and make our predictions, of course, on today's crossover episode. I almost said episode of Locked on Saints. It's Locked on Bucks, too. It's both of us. We're both it's out a, here. Yeah, it's, it's a crossover me. episode.
2: here. I mean, look, today. your division champs is regular season, so that's what matters most right now, so I got it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I suppose. I suppose. Uh, so you got more coming up for you here as we continue on this crossover episode, Locked on Bucks, Locked on Saints. Before we get to any of that, we will talk a little bit about some odds here in just a moment, but let me tell you about the best place to go to place all of your bets and get in on all of that sports action that's over at betonline.ag. You want to bet on over-unders, you want to bet on spreads, you want to bet on props for players, game props. They've got you covered on all that. Just in the NFL, you've got that in the NBA, you've got it in the MLB as the World Series continues on. They even have your favorite Vegas casino games there as well. So a ton that you can go for. And if you don't like placing just single bets, make your entire weekend an event by going in and picking up a bunch of favorites on parlays, get yourself an eight-game parlay, and then just really sit back and enjoy the sweat that comes with betting on a huge slate of games all throughout the NFL weekend. It's a ton of fun. It's a great way to uh, to get involved and raise that action and get more excited about what's going on around your weekend of sports. So go and check them out. You get on those Vegas casino games as well. However it is that you choose to partake over at betonline.ag, don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, so that on your first deposit, you can get a 50% welcome bonus put in $100 to get an extra 50 to bet with. That's once again promo code locked on or at betonline.ag where the game starts. All right everybody, wrapping up this crossover Thursday episode locked on bucks. We got David Harrison here at D Harrison 82. On Twitter, myself, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson, Nola on Twitter, host of Locked On Saints. And we're talking a little bit about this New Orleans Saints, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not a little bit. We're talking a lot of bit. We've covered a lot so far, actually, uh, on this episode, previewing this Halloween matchup between the Saints and Bucs. Uh, David, let's talk about keys to victory. Might as well go one offense, one defense, kind of break it down that way. Let's start over on the offensive side for you. What are you thinking? Biggest key to victory for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
2: Uh, yeah, they got to rush for over five yards uh, per carry on first downs. like, Ooh, And I know that's uh-huh. a pretty tall task to ask from an offense to do on a consistent basis. We've seen some really strong performance. I, and I say have to. I mean, you know, you, it's not one of those definitive things. Like if they don't rush for five yards every time they run on first down. And I'm not suggesting that they even run the ball on every first down. But anytime time you can get five yards or more on the ground on first down one, again, you're keeping keep Tom Brady from potentially getting hit. And, you know, Cam Jordan wants to get him. Uh, some Tom Brady, David mind <laughs> gonna want to get him some Tom Brady. Everybody, every Saints defender is gonna oh, Will yeah, Lutz yeah, yeah, is gonna yeah. come off the IR to try to get him some <laughs> Tom Brady. Uh, um, you know, that's that's just gonna be one of those things. And if you get into the second and six, second and five or shorter, even better, if you hit my five yard uh per first down carry mark, then you're just that much better and you're you're that much better off. And you you're gonna see I think more a more patient Buccaneers offense. You're still gonna get some of the no risk at no biscuit. But this sure. team is gonna want to control the clock because again the sooner you can put the Saints in a position where they have to rely on Jameis out of necessity versus out of game plan, that's what they're going to want to do. And it's look, it's 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 Alvin Kamara, like like there are a lot of quarterbacks that if I'm your opposing defensive coordinator, I'm going to want you to put the game on your quarterback versus being able to rely on Alvin Kamara. So that's not even a shot at Jameis. That's how good no, it's just Alvin Kamara is. You want to get him out of the out of the game as soon as you
0: can. Yeah, absolutely. I like how you went with a super specific one. I'm going to go with a super specific one over on the Saints offensive side as well. That is average more than two and a half minutes per drive yep. in this game. Right now, the Tampa Buccaneers are forcing over the defensive side, opposing teams to hold on to the ball only two and a half minutes, two minutes, 27 seconds per drive. That's third best mark in the NFL. They're getting offenses off the field very quickly. The Saints need to be able to have more of the drives, just like we saw last week. They put together not only the longest play in terms of, excuse me, longest drive in terms of plays against the Seattle Seahawks last week, They did in terms of time as well, a 19 play, 10 plus minute drive. You don't have to get a bunch of those going, obviously, when it comes to going into this game, but you can get some of those double digit uh, drives that we've seen the Saints perform so well and continue to get those each and every game. You get two, three of those as we've seen them do time and time again this season that ends up expanding how long you're keeping that offense off the field. You look at the scoring pace by Tampa so far. They've been absolutely incredible. 233 team points so far scored. That is third best in the NFL. You want to keep that offense off the field, which means you need to be able to keep your offense on the field. And so taking up time, being able to create, being able to be meticulous and uh, 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 you know, establishing these long drives is going to help you do that and help you keep that offense off the field.
2: Yeah, that would be very effective. Also, turn the AC up on the Buccaneers sideline so those muscles get nice and cold as they're, oh, as they're yeah. sitting there waiting to get back on the field.
0: Oh, yeah, and the Superdome is notoriously cold, so <laughs> <laughs> that's a big part of it. All right, let's flip over to the defensive side real quick before we get to picks. How about for that uh, Tampa Bay defense?
2: Yeah, it's going to be, It's I hate to be a, be a broken record here, but it's Alvin Kamara, and it's compa- it's containing Alvin Kamara. Sure. Uh, obviously, up the middle is, is going to be a point of strength for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. We already know that, but it's also con- containing him on the edge and in the passing game, we've seen this Buccaneers defense get burned by running backs in the past. That wheel route coming out of the backfield is, is like poison uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense sometimes. You know, Devin White, yeah, Levante Davis not going to be playing, but these young linebackers that they have in this group, you know, it's not going to be Shaquille Barrett. It's not going to be Jason Pierre-Paul or even Joe on Shoinka in coverage against Alvin Kamara. It's going to be the Devin Whites on this team. If they can get them a little over aggressive, get them to bite up a little bit, let Alvin Kamara get behind them, you can get some nice chunk plays and some explosives out of there. So for the Buccaneers defense, you've got to be able to do that because, again, everything everything has a ripple effect, right? If you can't contain Alvin Kamara on the edge or in that passing game from a linebacker standpoint, it's going to force the safeties up. It's going to let it's going to make the cornerback stay a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage, and that's when you know the, one of these weapons gets 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 on top of you, gets behind your coverage, and Jameis Winston. Look, he may miss a couple of them here and there, but he's also going to hit a couple of them here and there, and that could be all it takes to really kind of give them the leverage point and get the ball rolling from a momentum standpoint. So from a defensive standpoint contain Camara. It's going to be all about Alvin Camara this weekend. I, that's just mm-hmm. kind of how the, how it's going to boil down, but I think that kind of just shows how dynamic he
0: is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I will look at turnovers for this one. The Saints defense uh, has to come up with turnovers in this one. So far, only seven turnovers combined, interceptions or fumbles lost for Tampa Bay, that's good for seventh In the NFL, the New Orleans Saints are right up there as well. They only have six turnovers, which also puts them around that same league rank. So when it comes down to it, the Saints last year in their two regular season games won the turnover differential three to one. It was six to two there. So the ratio was three to one. The Saints have to be able to come out and generate, create turnovers. It's another way to get those long drives established as well, because if you can force that defense back out on the field, then it gives you the opportunity to take advantage of you know them essentially being worn out over time, although this is not a defense, Tampa Bay defense that wears out easily. So getting into that turnover game, forcing those turnovers, which the Saints have done effectively in the last couple of meetings obviously aside from the playoff game but even in that game they were able to generate some turnovers they just weren't able to take advantage of them on the offensive side so these two things have to of course be symbiotic and go hand to hand the new orleans saints uh underdogs in this one at home tampa favored minus five going into this matchup according to our friends over at betonline.ag they're expecting a little bit of a scoring game with their over under set at 50 here how do you have this game falling out from your perspective david
2: uh, I have the Bucs winning. I think that's that's not going to be a surprise I think A lot of people are going to have the Bucks winning, but I, I like the five-and-a-half-point line because I think you're talking about less than a touchdown for, for whoever wins a game, but I could see it being a three-point game at the end of this thing. I mean, it's it's a, it's a division rivalry, you know, For and for all intents and purposes, division rivalries are always usually hard-fought games. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got 31-21 as my final score, uh, and I think that the 50 over under 50, I mean, my score obviously is over 50, but I, I don't know that I would be uh, too excited to jump on that line because, again, we're talking about two teams who really want to control the ball. And the more and controlling the ball usually means a shortened game. You're not talking 12, 14 possessions per team. You're usually talking about you know, t- 10 or 9 possessions per, per team if they, can, if they can bleed the clock that much, which means fewer opportunities to score. So I don't know if I would take that bet, but I do have the Bucks winning 31-21. Nice.
0: Uh, for me, I think there are a lot of things that have to go right for New Orleans to get this game won. One. And I don't know if they're all going to go right for them. I think them being at home is a huge advantage, although they, you know, have been about the same on the road and at home. They haven't been particularly better at home, like we've seen in you know past years and things like that. There's this sort of uh unknown when it comes to kicker Brian Johnson. We saw him sink two field goals in adverse uh environments and adverse oh. weather last week, but they were short field goals. Are we really gonna see him, you know, if, if it comes down to him, can he win it? And I think that that ends up being the difference. I think I'm going to go Tampa Bay here. I'm going to take Tampa Bay 27-24 with the Saints in position to be able to tie this game and send it into overtime, but not be able to get it done in the Superdome with Brian Johnson. It's, you know, we'll see how it all goes. I know a lot of Saints fans are going to be mad at me for picking the, the Bucks here, but maybe it jinxes the Bucks. Who knows? You know, usually maybe when I pick bit. the Saints. A little overconfidence. Yeah, right? I yeah. do have one more
2: question for you before you finish Please. this crossover. Yeah.
0: Hey, Ross,
1: it's James. Sorry I couldn't be there for the crossover, but I did want to send in a question. And no, this time I'm not trolling you about Saints receivers or anything like that, but I am curious about something, and that something would be the play of Jameis Winston. Now, Winston is completing just under 60% of his passes. He's thrown fewer pass attempts than guys like Davis Mills, Jacoby Brissett, um, Teddy Bridgewater, You know, guys that haven't even played a full season. However, he also has a really, really good touchdown-to-interception ratio. He's on pace for the best touchdown-to-interception ratio of his career with only the three interceptions. But my question to you is, is Sean Payton molding Jameis to be more of a game manager-style quarterback kind of taking the ball out of his hands a little bit to focus on the ability of somebody like, oh, I don't know, Super Camario, because Alvin Kamara we know is fantastic. I, I will talk till the end of time about how good Alvin Kamara is. Is this a product of Sean Payton mitigating risk? Or is it just the way that the offense tends to unfold throughout the games? Uh, Curious to hear your thoughts on this. I talked about it with Evan Klosky on yesterday's episode, but wanted to get your opinion. And uh, you know, not best of luck this this weekend for the Saints. Hope you have a good one. (laughs) Listen, this is actually a really good question. I was a
0: thousand percent expected to be trolled by James here. This is actually really good question. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So here's the thing. Here's the thing that I will say to this, and I'll keep it short because I don't want to go too long here. But uh, when it comes down to it, um, Jameis Winston being a game manager is what Jameis Winston wanted, as well as what Sean Payton wanted from him. So it is a little bit of a mitigation of risk. But taking, but it's it's interesting to hear. Is it taking the ball out of the hands of players like Alvin Kamara, who just had 179 all-purpose yards just a week ago? So I don't know how much of this is actually taking the ball out of Alvin Kamara's hands, considering that in order for you to really mitigate the risk and lessen the amount of throws that are coming from Jameis Winston, you have to rely on Alvin Kamara, who is now second in the NFL in terms of touches per game. So I don't know that I agree entirely that it's taking the ball away from playmakers like Alvin Kamara, but I do believe that some of it is a mitigation of risk Mm -hmm. and some of it is what the Saints also have to do, not just because of Jameis Winston's past, but also because of the present situation in New Orleans in terms of their receiving options, which they don't have a ton of. So I think that also lessens the amount of passes attempted that you're seeing so far this season.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I was full disclosure. I didn't listen to that before I played it. So (laughs) at the beginning, I was fully expecting him to troll you as well, but I thought it was a very good question and fortunately not one that uh, we, we already addressed. So, I mean, I had confidence in my co-host to come through there with a with another line of thought, so good
0: Eddie stuff absolutely did. It was great stuff, and this was great stuff. Here we are, spooky season on the way. Holiday Halloween game between the Saints and the Bucks. It'll be three twenty five Central Time. Yeah, I put it in Central Time, not Eastern. Deal with it, David. Uh, it's going to be a great one on Sunday, and of course, you know I'm sure we'll be talking about it a ton on Twitter. If you want to keep up with more going on with the Bucks, either you're a Bucks fan or you're a Saints fan and want to know more about the enemy, go and check out Locked On Bucks. David Harrison, James Yarko over there. If you are a Saints fan, if you are a Bucks fan, and wants to know more about the Saints, make sure you come through for the Friday episode of Locked On Saints as well. You can follow David on Twitter at dHarrison82. You can follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson. Yola, thanks again for making us your first listen. I would also recommend that you. Go and check out Peacock and Williams. And as your second listen of the day, all the NFL news that you need in less than 30 minutes. It's been another crossover Thursday. Locked on Bucks, locked on Saints here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day.